Part 1. The Mannequin Irene Jacobs. She rolled it around on her tongue, tried it out for size. Irene. Jacobs. Irene Jacobs. She shook her head. It didn't sound right. Irene Harris. Irene Jacobs. Sleep on it, honey, her mother said. She did. Irene always wanted a home by the sea, somewhere to call her own, maybe a place with a view of the sea, somewhere she was able to hear the waves rubbing the sand, or even just get that fresh salt smell in her washing on a fine day. She sat on the porch, hands on her belly, smiling. She was petite and beautiful in a kind of boyish way. She was also young and frightened. Her belly seemed enormous on her small frame, and so it should, because she was pregnant with twins. She rubbed her belly and made a noise like the sand rolling in the tide, soothing her babies. One kicked and set the other off, and she laughed. Out here, way out on the point, with nothing to look at but the sea, she could think. She could feel. Some people called it this bit, but she could never think of it like that. It was the point to her, pointing out to sea, telling her to look and never forget. Every single day. She was drawn to the sea, always had been. When the blue house came along, she fell in love all over again, with that eclectic, sickening pulse deep within that couldn't be ignored. She had to have it. Back in her old town, she hadn't been able to see clearly through the traffic, the Saturday shoppers, the queues at the supermarket, and drunks walking past her door from the pubs further down the street, singing football chants and swearing and fighting. Walking past dead kebabs that littered the street and hearing the rumble of the buses, or the plastic fake glass being smashed in the telephone box. It was never the worst place in the country, or even the county, Norfolk. But something never felt right, like she didn't belong and was just a traveler, passing through. The blue house was right. She wasn't a traveler anymore. She was home. The point ran slowly curving out to sea from east to west, joining the land in the east and petering out into the sea in the west. Out to the west was a seal sanctuary, and on a still day she could hear them barking. The gulls and terns woke her first thing every morning, as soon as the sky got light. They nested in the dunes that ran down the beach. There were no trees, just hillocks with tufts of seagrass, lumps of driftwood, and broken plastic, and squid, and broken nets, and cages pushed up on the shore. She could sit out in the sand, or in the warm, like now, when it was autumn, and that bite was in the breeze that you only got on the chilly Norfolk coasts. To wake and walk down to the shore first thing in the morning had become a ritual, no matter if it was blustery, or warm, or wet, or cloudy. To look out at the weather way off over the rough North Sea, and know that Holland lay over the horizon in the north, and Norfolk, and the whole of southern England at her back. Every morning, she stared with pale blue eyes at the sea, with the pale blue house at her back, and she went back over the dunes to her home. She was never sad to leave the sea behind, because out on the point, she was surrounded by it. From every room in the house, she could see it. It was always there, when she woke, and when she went to sleep. She could close her windows and shut out the sound of the waves breaking, but she never had. Maybe the blue house could save her, let her be a mother to her children, concentrate on raising a family, and forget. She smiled again, 
cooed, and her kicking babies calmed. She wished Paul could have shared those kicks with her and held his big hands against her belly. She would have loved the chance to share the blue house and the sea with the only man she'd ever truly loved. But he was gone, and her babies were all that she had left of him. Mark Jones frowned and rubbed a hand through his unruly graying hair, looking at the delivery he'd just received. The offending article stood in the middle of the shop, beautiful brides. It wasn't what he'd ordered at all. What is that? The delivery man shrugged. Looks like a mannequin to me. I know it's a mannequin. I ordered a mannequin. A dressmaker's mannequin. I did not order that. It's... Mark shook his head. He wanted to say it was a piece of shit, but he didn't like swearing unnecessarily. It was a piece of shit, though, he thought. 